Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years. Sometimes single stories, sometimes whole episodes. Keep in mind that years ago, people might have worded things differently than they would today. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that Marga Gomez first shared on the podcast in July of 2016. Here's Marga now with a story we call Bronze Star. Thank you so much. How are you? Good? Really good? I am a lesbian. And as a lesbian, I've blown off a lot of guys. Four years ago, I actually blew a guy. And what I want you to know, first of all, is that is not normal. That is not typical lesbian behavior. (laughs) I don't care what you've seen in movies. And more than that is, uh, I'm not just any lesbian. I'm a lesbian leader. (laughs) 
I'm an accomplished lesbian lover <laughs> with decades of experience pleasing a vast array of intelligent and beautiful women. <laughs> Not to be cocky, but I just want you to know that because of my status and my life's experience, that blowing a guy was the farthest thing from my mind, my conscious mind. But I had blowjob dreams, right? We all do. many times and I could be in bed with the most beautiful woman and I would be dreaming about blowing um, the guy in that Great America ad. I dream of that. <laughs> and that man who does that little dance. You, you want to blow him too, right? We all want to blow that man. And in every blowjob dream I have, I th because I'm a gold star, by the way, that means I've never, that, well, I, I was. Anyway, let me get back. <laughs> in every dream where I would have this blowjob occur, I'd be thinking, oh, wow, so this is a blowjob. You know, like a bucket list kind of thing. But then in every dream, just before the orgasm, the blowjob would um, like liquefy, it would vaporize, it would pulverize into powder. And uh, I think that uh, it's very common uh, and that we all have those kind of liquefied penis dreams. <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist. And uh, in fact, remember that uh, song, uh, the cake was put out in the rain. That's about a penis pulverized. Um, so I don't let these dreams uh, worry me. I take comfort in the fact that I'm such a lesbian. Uh, Kevin asked me to say my age, but you know, I'm, I think I'm already revealing enough tonight. So I'm a, a certain age, and I am a, you know, OG lesbian. I mean, I'm an authentic lesbian. Uh, I am well known for being a lesbian. I'm lesbian famous. I'm a celesbian, is what I am. Uh, okay. All my rent has been paid because I'm a lesbian. And I have gone on stages such as this. And I have shared some lesbian content. Not a lot, but just enough, so everybody knows. I've gone on TV a little bit and been a lesbian. I've done all <laughs> these things, and I have traveled all around the country and the world with my lesbian message. And there was a time, my friends, when I was so hot, that I was getting lesbian groupies. I was, I don't know if they were lesbians, but they, it, with me, they would be. Okay, they were women, and they were, they were offering themselves to me sexually, and I never did it with any of them because I always had a girlfriend 
at the time, because I'm an OG lesbian, we always have a girlfriend. We're serial monogamous. And I was a monogamous, so I was faithful to every girlfriend, and I'd have to tell the groupies, no, no, please come back when I'm single. But they were never around when I was single, because groupies just, they have a sense for when you're taken. You know what I'm talking about, people in relationships? And I was faithful, I was faithful to the end, to my last girlfriend, because there, there was apparently a last girlfriend. I'm gonna get to the blowjob, just let me talk about her. I'm gonna get to it, okay? I understand why you're here, but let me talk about my last girlfriend who I love so much. I love my last girlfriend so much. I probably should tell you her name, but I want to respect her privacy. So I'm going to just give her an alias. Let's call her Hortense. Hortense. Hortensia. Let's make her ethnic. Hortensia. Loved her so much. Loved her so much. And I didn't want to love her so much because Inside, I knew it wasn't going to work out because there was a large age difference. There was a 20-year age difference. That's not even all the years of the age difference, but there were 20 for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and I heard all the little, you know, digs that people tell couples, you know, May-December relationships. I've heard them all, especially the one that my friends were very fond of, telling me, Marga, you're robbing the cradle. It's, fuck that. Why do people always have to bother the older person in the couple? Don't you see? We, we're already dealing with a lot of pain. Don't you see? The older person is not the person to fuck with. Don't you see? We've got enough problems, the older people. We're going to die soon. Leave the older person alone in this couple. Pick on the young one. Tell her, hey, you're robbing the grave, bitch. I tell her that. And so I held back. You know, I just kept my wall up. I mean, I, I loved Hortensia more than I loved anyone in my life. And uh, we were together for almost seven years. And I resisted even going on a date with her because, you know, I thought this can only go one way. But she really convinced me that it would work out. She convinced me that her love was forever because, you know, young people, they really believe in things. And so she made me believe and I believed and I believed it. Even that, that last uh, year, we weren't having sex. We weren't having sex. I believe she loved me. And then, of course, she said she had to go to grad school. Young people always have to go to grad school. <laughs> away, away, away in Philadelphia. But she would always love me and she made me believe that. That she'd always be there for me, always. I'm gonna get to the blowjob, hang on. <laughs> and then she was gone to grad school, selling in her new place in Philadelphia. You know, we would write to each other, and I could tell that I cared more about her than she cared about me, and she was drifting away, but I just kept writing, just kept texting, just kept believing her, and then I got a gig 
in Boston. I got a gig in Boston in January of that year, and we'd only been separated for a couple of months, and I thought, this is great. And I emailed Hortensia, and I said, oh my gosh, I got a gig in Boston. I'll go to Philly before I go to Boston. We'll get together. You, you want that? Should I, should I, should I? She said, yes. And so before this gig in Boston, I stopped in Philadelphia, I saw her new place, met her friends, I didn't care about them, and then, <laughs> We fucked and we fucked and we had the best sex we'd had in years. And considering one year we didn't have sex at all, in two years the best sex, it was, we had such good sex. I, I came, I came, I came. And I came and I kept coming, I kept coming. I left her in Philadelphia and I was still coming. I was coming, I went to my gig in Boston, I was on stage doing my show, I was still coming. I was so good and the audience could feel like I was coming and they were coming with me and it was the best show I had ever done. It was sold out for some reason. I got a standing ovation, and after the show, I was like, well, it was great. And the manager of the club runs over to me, and he was, a, he was a straight guy, and straight guys usually aren't into what I do, but he came over and he was like, you kind of, it talks like animal. And he was saying, uh, <laughs> that uh, everybody loved me and he wanted me back at the club and he uh, had a little hand, had me a little glass of Maker's Mark which he already knew was my drink and he pulled out the calendar and it was already January and um, the next date he had was in June. It was June 16th, it was my birthday, it was also Father's Day and, uh, and I thought, oh, I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll take, I'll do that one. It was a Sunday, it was Father's Day, not a good idea and, uh, but I thought, hey, it's my birthday and then before that gig I'll stop in Philly because it'll be my birthday so surely Hortensia will fuck me uh, you know birthday fuck I mean it's still you know you still keep working it uh, when a relationship's over and uh, and then uh, and then I wrote to her and I said hey I, I uh, it went great in Boston and uh, they gave me another gig in June so I get to see you then you're gonna be around in June and she didn't write back and I called her and she didn't call back she didn't text back and she stopped loving me, and it was quiet, and I started to die, and I started to be in acceptance of the fact that uh, there was gonna be no more uh, fucking. <laughs> and that maybe was the last love of my life, the last great love, and uh, I, I started to get very depressed, and you know, and then my friends didn't want to hear it anymore, and I wasn't gonna spend money on therapy, so I just <laughs> drank and ate and smoked, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just started getting like more like fuzzy and blurry and months and months went by and then it was June, it was time to do my gig in Boston. I was so fucking depressed, didn't feel funny at all. Got to Boston and, uh, and I uh, just had a, 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 a bad show. It was a, it was a bad show, it was my birthday and everything about that day was bad. It was my birthday and I thought, well surely Hortensia is gonna call me. She's gonna call me, she's gonna remember it's my birthday. I gave her like, I, I bought her a coat on her birthday. I bought her a coat. And uh, she was in Philadelphia, it was cold. It was like she really liked it, the coat. Uniqlo, Uniqlo. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna get to the blowjob, just relax everybody. Uh. So I got this text, finally, finally. You know, it's like a few hours before the show and it's a text, the birthday text, okay. An email would have been good, a call would have been better. But a text, I'll take anything. And I, I hadn't heard from her, right? Since Jan January, she said, happy birthday. Hope you're doing something fun.
Period. Period, period. No exclamation point, no heart, no nothing. That was it. Hope you're doing something fun. And then, and then I had the show. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't fun, and I, I, I just, I, I couldn't even hear the laughs. All I could hear was, hope you're having fun, 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 fun. <laughs> Turnout was terrible. Don't ever do a show on Father's Day in Boston, seat of patriarchy, don't. <laughs> show was over, it was a struggle for me and the audience, but finally it was over, they left, and uh, I, I just, uh, I went, like I went like backstage to like hide, and uh, to just uh, shake it off and to understand what did I just do with the last almost seven years of my life. And then the manager of the club shows up. Let me talk about the blowjob now. <laughs> he shows up and he's got a glass of maker's mark in his hand. He remembers. Uh, and the manager, and you know what, let me, he's such a good man, good man. Um, and so he, he needs a name in this story and he needs privacy. So let me call him Apollo because he has gone where no man has ever gone before. <laughs> and Apollo said to me, <laughs> it's like, you're so right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to come back, Apollo. <laughs> okay, I'll have another drink. And then... And then I just realized, I'm gonna hang out with him tonight. Because it's not like there were any groupies waiting for me, because I was single. So I went with him <laughs> to this place he knew, just around the corner, where all the industry locals go, all the bartenders and waiters, they all go to this club to hang out. It was a rooftop, it was super nice, it was a DJ, and everybody knew him. They were like, hi, Apollo. <laughs> and, uh, and we're sitting and we're drinking and he's just, you know, he's got me, he's got me in his, uh, you know, uh, crosshairs. Uh, and uh, I looked at him and, and I, I hadn't really even noticed him this whole time, the, the first show and all through this, um, this second return. And his eyes were very dark and deep set and uh, he was my height, and he was uh, a little out of shape. He looked just like me. <laughs> he was wearing a polo shirt and just complimenting me. <laughs> and he said that he wanted to take me all around town. Would I please come back? I didn't have to do the show. He would just take care of me. He'd put me up in a hotel room and he would take me to all the other great clubs in Boston where he knew everybody. And I realized that he was courting me. He was courting me. He was flattering me and being genuinely nice. And I excused myself and I went to the bathroom because I was really tired of talking to him. But still, but still, I was favorable. I was favorable to him. I took out my phone to see if Hortensia, no, nothing, have fun, do something fun. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do something fun. I'm gonna do something fun. And I just straightened my bangs, and I went back out to the bar, 
And I said, uh, Apollo, let's do something fun. <laughs> and so we left the bar, got in his car. He has a great car. Because he said that all the women in Boston are shallow and superficial. He wants a girlfriend. And so he has no buddy to spend his money on except for his beautiful, beautiful car. And we drove out. And uh, I just was, you know, I wanted to blow him. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, we, and I wanted to go uh, blow him by a park. Because that's, that's how I, you know, kind of almost did it when I was in high school, by a park. Uh, but he drove to a, a deserted construction site. Just, wow, it's not really what I had in mind. Uh, but okay, okay, you know, and then he was like looking around uh, because apparently it's illegal for straight people to have sex in a car as well. Uh, so we started making out and I didn't like that. It didn't, it didn't, you know, he's was, he was very, um, he's a very hairy guy. And then he, you know, it's like they can't shave enough. Like, you know, can you shave right now? Uh, you know, and I, and I have very sensitive skin and, uh, you know, I think that's maybe why I'm a lesbian, I have very sensitive skin. I mean, I've had stubble before, like, a, like when I've you know, been with women who are between waxing, and that kind of hurts as well. But you know, you go for it. Um, and uh, so I thought, hey, you know, just let, let me, uh, you know, let me just stop. <laughs> and so then, uh, he, you know, they, everybody knows what that means. And he, um, he pulled out his dick, and I, you know, started to uh, attempt a blowjob. I'm not good at it. It turns out I'm terrible at it. And, you know, I'm so good at cunnilingus, but none of those skills transfer <laughs> to a blowjob. So I knew no teeth, but that's about all. There were other things I'm supposed to rub that, tap that, press that. I don't know what the hell. What the hell? Men are really a lot of work. And so, you know... I'm blowing them, and then I thought, like in the dream, right about now, you know, the dick would uh, evaporate, but uh, it's still there, and it's like, is it getting bigger? Is this hard? Is this what it's supposed to be? <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I hear him moan. That's nice. That's nice when somebody moans for you. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, when you hear that, it's like, that's all you really want. You're like, <laughs> and I thought, Somebody likes me. <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> nothing. Uh, so then he, he starts uh, jerking off, you know, because, you know, he's got to go to work in the morning. Uh, so he, he starts jerking off. I'm going, oh, good. I'm, you know, this is not done. He'll come. You know, I didn't understand why it took him so long to come because it's like, I'm Marga Gomez. I mean, I just thought, just the thought of it, I mean, whatever happened to premature ejaculation? I don't know why people are against that. I say, come. The minute you think of it, and if you can, come now. Come now. Come. Everybody. Okay. Uh... I can't wrap this up. I, you know, I can't uh, really tell you the whole story because he took too long. Uh, but, but he's finally getting there. He's, he's finally coming. And then he says to me, And I... Like, the tone was not right. I didn't like the tone. You know, 
It's like, I'm still a feminist, so where's the police, miss? But it's like, whatever, whatever. I just want this guy to come. So it's like, it's not even like I really do this, but it's like, okay, eh, woo. Uh, <laughs> and so I guess this worked for him. Because he goes, uh, he says to me, uh, how do you want it? Huh? And so he was saying, where do I want it? It's like, what? What do I want what? And I realized, oh, no, because I, 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 I've seen cable. I understand there's that. <laughs> so he wants to shoot it. And it's like, I mean, I thought it was going to go in my mouth. But obviously, that would be rude, and I'm a lady. So, so it's like, oh, yeah, where do I want it? Where do I want it? It's about to come. And so, I mean, my honest answer would have been outside. Could you? I'll be here. Go. I've seen enough uh, softcore porn to say, on my tits. <laughs> Be nice. He bought me all those drinks. So he shot it, shot on my tits, and it really wasn't what I expected. I thought it was gonna be like a gusher, you know, but it was like trickle, trickle, trickle. And it's like, was that even cum? What was that, you know? But it was like, oh wow, that was great. Okay, you know. But then he says, I wanna go inside you. And it's like, oh my God, no, this is, this is enough. Why wouldn't a guy just want a blowjob? I would think that'd be relaxing, like a recumbent bike. Uh, <laughs> why would you wanna be going humping and stuff? And, he, and I said, oh yeah, that would be great, but you know, I can't, uh, they don't allow that in my Airbnb, <laughs> you know? I just didn't want him to come back to my Airbnb and eat my snacks. Uh, and then, you know, he, he drove me back to my place and he was just so nice. Really, Apollo, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you and I'm sorry. Uh, but he, you know, he just, he wanted me to come back and he kind of wanted me to be his girlfriend. And he kind of really, I think he really loved me. I mean, it was just so weird. I mean, he'd seen two entire shows of all my mess on stage and he really, he just felt like we were kindred spirits, probably because we were wearing the same polo shirt. Uh, and I said, yes, of course. Oh, I can't wait to see you. And then he would send me little texts. I'm thinking of you. And, and it went on for months and I just stopped writing back to him. I stopped writing back to him. I'd, I'd done my blowjob. I was ready to move on. I felt strange when I bought produce. Uh, you know. And then I, uh, I did another blowjob just because I wasn't sure. Maybe I just, you know, maybe he just had a weird dick, you know? So I tried to know. He was my friend. He was my good buddy. And I uh, was actually trying to get it on with uh, this girl. It was the threesome. And his uh, penis was uh, really great. I mean, I looked at it this time. And uh, it was beautiful and even uh, like a dildo. But still, it was really nothing for me. And I was completely researching the whole time. I was out of my body and I learned, uh, you know, I just learned how the other side lives. And I realized that, you know, all this stuff I heard about how blowjobs are so great, I never heard that from a woman. I only heard that from gay men. Uh, the reason I'm telling this story, and I've never really told this story before, is because, why not? <laughs> I'm still a lesbian. And, and it's really okay to be 
a full-on 100% homosexual and never see or touch or deal with the junk of the opposite sex. But if you happen to be in a stage of your life where nothing else is happening and someone comes along, someone nice who flatters you, talks to you real nice like that, <laughs> and carries your bag and they can hold you for a night and make you feel like everything's gonna work out, then go for it. Go for it. And if any of you straight women in the audience would like to try, <laughs> pussy, <laughs> just go to my website. You know, we, uh, we're all saying love each other now because of, uh, you know, the, the horror that we're all in and the insecurity that we all have and we're all facing and we should love each other. But let's not stop there. Let's also fuck each other. Thank you very much, good night. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday, and everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.